Let's look at Wednesday. There are 10 games on in the NBA. We look at injury updates, streaming targets. It's all going to happen. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I only believe in one conspiracy theory, and that is that mushrooms are aliens. And I'm also the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com, and you can find me on Twitter as always, at redrock underscore b-ball, on TikTok, at redrock underscore b-ball, and on Instagram, at lockedonfantasybasketball. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Become a double banger and watch this show in two formats, video and audio. If you're here on video on YouTube, thumb it up. Subscribe, hit the bell. On audio, jump over. And if you're on video, go and listen to the audio. Let's do both. Double bang it out. Also, thank you for making this podcast your first listen every day. We are free. And we are available on all platforms. I am running late today, so I'm just going to get straight in because we're talking about a Wednesday there are 10 games on, so we need to talk about those games. We need to talk about injuries. Charlotte fans, hey, <laughs> get ready. All right, let's talk about what we know, who's in, who's out at the moment. We know that LaMelo Ball is out. Cool. Thank you for that one, Charlotte. We know that Andrew Nempard is out. Jim Butler, a day in advance with a calf issue. This guy's um, season continues to be very frustrating. Oh, who pushed that button? Oh, come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> it's been annoying. He's been terribly annoying with the injuries and the uh, non-aggression pack that he seems to have signed with the rest of the NBA. I don't know. He's been annoying. Marco Fultz is out again. The man who was a game-time decision at the end of last week is still waiting on that decision, I guess. I'm guessing there was a setback. But the second-worst injury reporting team in the NBA has not told us more about that. Nick Batum had some hamstring tightness at the end of the last game. He is out again. Um, And that's interesting Except the two team, two guys who had a chance to replace him, or two of the three guys who could replace him, are also going to pop up on the injury reporting, Covington and Morris. So that might mean that Ubre's in there. Keontae George remains out with that foot soreness. Hopefully we get a good update on him soon. I don't know. The Nets still have no Simmons, no Smith, no Walker. Um, Torrey Craig is out with what Billy Donovan is terming an acute heel injury. Shout out to Dr. Donovan. Uh, Joshy Green is out in Dallas. Kyrie Irving is out in Dallas. Muxy Kleber is out in Dallas. Derek Lively is out in Dallas. So the same guys are all out from last game. Uh, the big fella, Luke Cornett, is out in Boston. As I predicted yesterday, hey, look at me. As I predicted yesterday, um, Porzingis is out on Tuesday. And that means that Horford will be out on Wednesday and Porzingis will return. So I've got Horford listed as likely out. Your mates, the... Oh, man, the words going through my head. They cannot be broadcast. The Charlotte Hornets model franchise have listed Mark Williams doubtful again. And we got a perfect example of why this is dreadful on the pregame show yesterday. Because there was someone like, I'm, apologies to this guy, but he said it. So whatever, he said it. So I'm 42. I hurt my back and I was fine in two days. What's wrong with this big soft prick? Like, why isn't he getting out there? And that's the problem with this insane injury reporting from Charlotte is that people think that Mark Williams is pussing out here. I've got no idea what's actually wrong with his back because they list him down for every game for weeks with sore back. I don't know what's happening. 
They have got a track record of this. They do it all the time. It's unfair to their athletes. It's unfair to their fans. It's unfair to the league and the league's partners. And I know they don't care about fantasy, but you know what? They should. You know how the NFL became so popular? Fantasy. Why does these teams allow to do this shit? There is no chance that Mark Williams is doubtful every single game. Someone want to clip this part of the show, tag the Hornets. I don't care. There is no chance that Williams is literally doubtful every single game when they have a track record of doing it, I reckon, four times in the last two seasons. Rogier twice, Martin once or twice, Gordon Haywood as well. It's not fair. It's not fair on the players. Because he might have a legitimate... Look, he might be like, hey, they come out and say, hey, back surgery. I don't know that. I'm, I hope that's not the case, but I literally don't know. So at this point, we just have to have Nick Richards until we hear something positive. I'm glad it's worked out for them. They've been so successful with all their um, shenanigans and under the table um, hiding of information. It's been so successful for them. Yeah, their fans are uh, not turning on their players or the franchises. It's just a shit show everywhere. So your methods are clearly working, Charlotte. Keep doing it. It's been great for you. You've been awesome at it. Miles Turner is questionable with that bilateral hamstring soreness. We don't think that's going to be anything long-term, but what is interesting is that old sticks came uh, onto the injury board as questionable. Jalen Smith's been out with a heel contusion, which of course was a knee injury, um, for a couple of weeks now. And if he returns, what are they? What happens? Like There is nothing clear here now because two of the three centers are questionable. Isaiah Jackson was a great stream for yesterday. Okay, uh, he might play zero minutes. He might play 10. He might play 30. It's just too much uncertainty for me to get super excited about having him at this point. Kevin Love is questionable after starting at Powerford and the heat rotation continues to be a disaster. It's like they waited for Hero and Bam to come back and then everyone else said, all right, we're done. Lowry sat last game. Butler's out this one. Love is questionable. Cool. Joe Ingles is questionable. He's dealing with an ankle problem. And then, as I said, Covington and Morris are both questionable. So I, I would guess that they would start uh, an Ubre, but they could just go with a Covington if he's healthy or a Morris. I don't, I don't know. Jericho Sims looked like he he played three minutes in the last game and they've popped him in questionable. I would guess, I would guess there's no chance that he plays, but I, I don't know. I don't know. They are officially listing him questionable with that ankle problem. Bogdan Bogdanovich is questionable. AJ Griffin with the personal issue. Hey, we just got a, a couple. That that actually one is official now for Bogdan. He is questionable. And they just chucked Paul George on the injury report with an illness. So that's nothing significant, hopefully. But he is um Questionable. Bones Highland has right knee chondromalacia. What the hell is that? Never heard of that term in my life. Um, I know the, the chondro is to do with like chondroitin and the knee, um, what do you call it? Uh, cushioning. But yeah, I don't know what that is. Anyway, Bones are not in the rotation. Griffin's questionable, we think. Amen Thompson missed the last game. He's questionable. Gordon Haywood is probable with the illness. Um, Aaron Gordon is on the injury report as probable every game. And I'm thinking that Christos Porzingis is going to play. He's going to sit out on Tuesday and he will be back to play on uh, Wednesday. And we've got three guys we know that are in. Wendell Carter is back. Kyle Lowry is back. And Miles Bridges, released from border detention, is back as well. The Carter one is the most interesting. I honestly, I don't have a good feel for it. I don't mind an out of Carter, but his upside is not super, super high. So I don't necessarily think you have to rush and do it. And Goga's played well. I don't think Goga's going to hold his job long-term. I don't think that's going to happen. But I think it's going to be messy initially, like for a while. And I, I, again, I would prefer Carter over all of those guys. But how they run that three-man rotation now, is it a three-man rotation? Does Wagner not play? Does Goga not play? What's Wendell's minutes limit? If there is one, he only had a broken hand, so he should be all right. It's a big question that I, I don't know the answer to. Again, if you had to have a gun to my head, 
find something else to be more angry about than fantasy basketball. But if you did put a gun to my head and you said which one, I would say, yeah, grab Window. But I'm not feeling super strong. Um, not feeling super strong about that. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. eBay Motors is teamed up with me, Locked On Fantasy Basketball, for the rest of the season to give you fantasy picks for your off your waiver wire guys. We can add that hopefully help contribute to a championship team. Who we'll be looking at this week? Malachi Branham in San Antonio. I am not convinced that Branham is a point guard, but he's flashed some good assist games. He has seems to have solidified a starting 30-minute role, which is key. He can score. He can do it somewhat efficiently at times. Again, I'm not convinced on this. But when you see a guy get a 30-minute starting role who flashes something that's not scoring with the assists on Branham, it's intriguing. And that's what we're trying to do with the waiver wire and get these picks, these perfect fit players, is just try and cycle through something. And Branham might be that guy for the short term. And the Spurs have got a good schedule this week. So, like Malachi Branham, he might be someone to add as a perfect fit onto your team. eBay Motors knows that a championship team is about every player being a perfect fit. And that is the same with your vehicle. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, eBay Motors helps keep everything running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber and not cash. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to US customers, eligible items only, and exclusions apply. All right, so... There's a million teams, and by a million, I mean eight, who have got a back-to-back Wednesday through to Thursday. So if you're considering... Now, Wednesday's a 10-game day, so it's doesn't fall within the criteria that I usually use for streaming, but you might have open roster spots. So if you're considering someone, make it someone from one of these eight teams because they have the Wednesday-Thursday back-to-back combo. There's only one team with a Thursday-Friday combo, and that's the Wizards. So if you actually do have the space on Wednesday, you can get a nice two-for-one going here. So it's the Pacers, the Bulls, Cavs, Clippers, Jazz, Magic, Wolves, and Lakers. Eight teams. You don't get that many back-to-back opportunities that often. So a lot of chances, a lot of guys you can try. Streams of the day. I know that this is going to bite me very, very hard on the glance. It's not going to be good, but I am looking at Alex Caruso. He's 30% rostered. He played 30 minutes last game. He's literally one of the best, if not the best perimeter defender in the entire NBA. He's good offensively. He's just very good. And he does rack up big fantasy numbers usually. But he could leave the game after four minutes and go to the locker room. It's a risk, isn't it? There's a juicy back-to-back coming for the Bulls as well on Wednesday, Thursday. But what's the odds Caruso? What's the over-under for odds Caruso in both games? 40? A 27-minute and then a three-minute locker room trip or something? Imagine he plays 60. Like, I don't know, man. We look at it. 12 teamer. We look at his teammate, Pat Williams. Yeah, I know. It's annoying. But category leagues, his ability to get steals or blocks, he shoots the ball pretty well. Just doesn't take enough of them. I think he works well. 14 team is Derek Jones. I don't, I don't feel super good about that one, but he is widely available. And then for 16 teams, it's got to be Isaac Okoro. I even might have Okoro ahead of Jones for 14 team leagues. I don't because you can see it actually on the graphic there, but he's not far away. So Okoro is getting good minutes with those injuries to Mobley and to Garland. He's put up some okay numbers. 
For Yahoo points, Taylor Horton Tucker, you could consider him over Pat Williams in a category league. That's always just going to depend on what your build is and how willing you are for a 10 turnover, 2 of 10 shooting night, or a 20-point game on 78% shooting, which is what Horton Tucker can deliver. And then for ESPN points, where efficiency is more important, Alex Caruso looks a little bit better than THT in that scenario. We've got 10 games, so let's look at them. The first one is the Hornets taking on the Pacers. I do want to watch Brandon Miller because while he has been solid, he hasn't been great. He hasn't been blowing us away for fantasy. I do think we still want to hold him, but I don't think that lasts long-term unless further injuries happen or trades happen. And in terms of what he is as a draft prospect, I'm still watching this, but I had him at like, I think five or six in my draft and he's been like totally reasonable. He's been fine. I still don't see, and part of the reason I dropped him down was A, he was a little bit older, but B, I didn't see game changer from him. I didn't see, well, you can actually become this great player. I said best case, some people thought best case Paul George. I didn't. I thought best case Chris Middleton, which is fine. It's solid. And I think what I've seen so far is just exactly that. He is just being solid. And that's great. It's not bad. But let's see a little bit of something else, maybe. Hopefully. For the Pacers, I want to see the Shark. Because he played 20 minutes last game, Bruce Brown. And he has not been a good category league or points league player this season. If you're in shallow leagues, you can... Uh, 12, 10 points, I think you can do it. And honestly, we're real close in category leagues. Uh, I think if you, if there's guys, like if you wanted to say, hey, I'm going to take a flyer on a stream like a Horton Tucker, a Colin Sexton, a Tari Eason, I, I dropped Bruce Brown without any question for those guys. In terms of streams, I, I dropped Bruce Brown for Nick Richards. Like that's a great stream. He's 29% rostered. Mark Williams might come back tomorrow. He might be dead. We, we just won't know. And then for the Pacers, it is probably Neesmith, but the center situation changes that. Like if Smith and Turner are out, then we stream Jackson. If um, Turner's out and Smith plays, then we probably stream Smith and Jackson. But who knows, man? Like if Smith is out and Turner plays, I still probably look at Jackson. Jackson maybe is the stream. But there's just a... He could play zero minutes. That's possible as well. The next game is the Miami Heat and the Orlando Magic. Your mate, Jaime Huckers Jr., Played 30 minutes last game. He's going to have another chance for that with Jim Butler out. They don't like starting him, but they do play him 30 minutes a night. He only had eight points in that game. So again, I still remain worried about him being able to do enough. And even in this stretch with so many guys out, he's like been around 100, 110th in that time, which is fine. It's good. But we're still not going to get an idea of what their full rotation looks like, maybe ever. But I just want to see again how they utilize him. Is there a ramp up? Where does the usage fit? All that sort of stuff. For the Magic, it's Goga Badadze, but it's more about the Goga-Wendell-Wagner combination. How do they use them? Do, do we drop Goga? I'd hold him for this one, and then let's see what happens. In terms of streams, Kyle Lowry, he's going to be back, and Jimmy's going to be out, and Lowry's going to start, and we stream him. And John Isaac probably is the guy there in Orlando. That's more just if, you, if you're absolutely fiending for defensive stats. That's the right use of fiending, isn't it? I'm pretty sure it is. I don't know. Um, gagging for it, maybe. Minnesota and Philadelphia, frothing. Anthony Edwards, he was great last game, but to say that he has been a somewhat fantasy disappointment this season, I think is fair. I had him at the back end of the second round, in that 17 mark. Well, it's not really back, it's sort of mid, mid area. But there were people just jumping into the first round for him, and obviously, that has not worked out so far. Can he do it? Because what we what we said, the people who were skeptical and would said, okay, he needs to improve the percentages a lot. And he hasn't. Like they haven't gone up enough to justify that. He was great last game. The hip has been a problem. He played 40 minutes, but is that flare up again? Is it completely fixed? We need to see it. For the Sixers, it's Ubre. Does he start with Batum out? Does he get back to being a 12-team league guy? I'm very, very skeptical. Obviously, I would have him in this game with Batum out, 
but long term, I'm not there. In terms of streams, Jaden McDaniels, yeah, that's his role now. Perfect 12-term streamer. And then for the Sixers, look, if Covington's available, it's him. But otherwise, for a guy that I know is going to play, it's probably Pat Beverly at this point. But I don't like that in the slightest. Utah and Cleveland. Walker Kessler started last game. Can we get two starts in a row? Because they have been very, very hesitant to do that, it seems. What do they do with John Collins? Does that impact Kessler? Let's see. He was good last game. I am skeptical about how they're going to use him. That's my worry. And then for the Cavs, unbelievably, I want to watch Sam Merrill because he was great last game. He cut into Karis LeVert's production. He eliminated Craig Porter, basically. He banged in threes. So if you're looking for threes and like Slam and Sammy Howes is not there, do they use Merrill? Or was that a one-game flash in the pan? In terms of streams, Horton Tucker's right up there. Obviously, Colin Sexton's good, but he's grabbed in most spots now. And then Isaac Okoro for the Cavs. We can run with him in those deeper formats, as I mentioned. I don't dislike it as a stream in a 12. I just think you can find better guys there. The Knicks and the Nets. Emmanuel Quickly was great last game, but I know the answer to this. Am I going to get any ability to trust the minutes? No, I'm not. And how... It really annoys me that this guy just can't get a 30-minute a night roll, but I understand why he can't. It annoys me that Quickly, uh, quickly or Grimes, come, or DiVincenzo, honestly... They should all be 30-minute-a-night players. They're just all stuck on this team where they can't. So let's see what quickly does. And then for the, net, uh, the Nets, I highlighted this with Mikhail Bridges on the Buy Low, Sell High show earlier today. He's been really bad over the last couple of weeks. Like, 100th best player. Because he can't finish at the rim for some reason. His usage is down. His defensive stats are down. He's And he's shooting 49% from three. All, well, all that other stuff is down. So I, I, I need to see him, him improve because he's been not good. In terms of streams, Josh Hart is there for the Knicks, I think. Um, but who knows? Like Again, the minutes are so all over the place. And then for the Nets, it is probably Royce O'Neal. Dorian Finney-Smith, you could throw into that mix as well. They're probably our best stream options there. The next one is the Denver Nuggets, and it's your and my Toronto Raptors. I want to watch Nikola Jokic because I could have had him on the buy-low show because he's not a top 10 player over the last two weeks. He's actually down like 25th, 26th. And the it's the efficiency. The field goal percentage has dropped. Why? Does that fix? I, I, I expect it to, but it's well down. So let's let's get the bounce back going. For the Raptors, I'm not... This is why I didn't put this guy on the buy low show because I, I'm not really sure what to do with it. And that's OG Ananobi, who just looks bad. I, don't, I definitely don't drop him. I think he's going to bounce back, but the defensive stats have been absent. The shooting's been rough. The usage has not changed. It's gone down at times. I need to see more out of OG. For the streamers, even though Contavious Caldwell Pope and Jamal Murray are back, Murray hasn't hit 30 minutes since returning, by the way. Uh, Reggie Jackson is worth looking at because he just seems to be getting little bits and pieces of value here. Amazingly, after he looked horrible last season, he's been great. And Gary Trent had a double-double last game. Do they continue to do that and play him those minutes over Pirtle? Or was that because of the uh, matchup against Charlotte who were missing a bunch of bigs and they went small and that meant that uh, they didn't use Pirtle as much? The Trent... Purtle Achua scenario is something we need to watch. Today's episode is also brought to you by the Game Time app. When you're buying tickets, it shouldn't be a frustrating experience, but we all know we've all had those experiences in the past. You don't need that sort of stress in your life. You just want to get a ticket to go watch something fun. Maybe you want to go watch your Hornets get beaten again because you have a certain, I don't know, proclivity for humiliation. Who knows? Whatever it is, you can get these tickets on the Game Time app. Music, theater, concerts, comedy, sports, whatever. It's all there. 
and they take the guesswork out of getting tickets because you don't have to guess what the price is going to be. They show you all in pricing. You don't have to guess what sort of view you're going to have because they've got views from your seat. You just click on the seat and go, oh, okay, well, this is what I'm going to see. How easy is that? Why is, why is game time the ones that are bringing you all these things just to make this experience easy rather than frustrating and going, huh, we got you now. Game time, ah, they, they fix it for you. They take that guesswork out of buying tickets. So download the game time app, create an account and use the code locked on NBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-B-A for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Okay, let us go back in now to the next game after we've looked at uh, the Nuggets and the Raptors. It is the Hawks taking on the Rockets in Houston. I featured both of these guys on the buy low, sell high earlier today. Trey Young is rolling at the moment. He's shooting the three ball amazingly. His two-point numbers are through the roof. He's dominating. 12 assists as well. I'm not really sure that's going to hold, but I just want to continue to see usage distribution, shot attempt distribution, and how they continue to go in. And for the Rockets, Shingun is down at the moment. They've cut his minutes a little bit at times, but it's not terribly down. But what is happening is he can't hit a three. His free throws are well lower than last season. And even his two-point conversions are well down too. And I don't really think that that's something that's going to hold at those levels. So I just want to see him bounce back up. I've never seen a team with worse streaming options than these two. Wes Matthews and Amen Thompson, the best guys that come up under 45% roster. And I absolutely not. I don't even know if Amen Thompson's going to play. Like, that is how bad things look on the streaming front there. Of course, you have Hunters available or, or some reason a Kongwu or Bay or Brooks or bloody Eason. Then, of course, you stream those guys in. But every one of those is 45% plus. The Lakers and the Chicago Bulls. The Bulls riding high, knocked off the Sixers. Can they do it to the Lakers now? And can D'Angelo Russell play 30 minutes? I don't know. When they're healthy, he doesn't seem to do that. Now, I didn't include LeBron James and Anthony Davis on the injury report at the start, but I know they're going to be there probably list Vanderbilt there as well and Reddish there and list seven guys on that report, but it's not going to matter. I am getting very close to looking at Russell as a drop. Um, in fact, Jack Armstrong's been warming up in the background. Get that garbage out of here! Sounds good, Jack. We're not going to do it right now on D'Angelo, but we're getting there. For the Bulls, well, it is just Kobe White, the best Kobe in NBA history. He is doing a lot of this stuff with Zach Levine out, not necessarily because Zach Levine is out. Yes, the 40 minutes a night are a part of that. But his usage isn't like running at 30%. It's still, it's good, but it's not super high. He's just hitting every shot in the world. And it is going to cool off. But I still think that he is very strong as a top 100 player. Probably a top 70, maybe top 50. But let's see if there's any cooling happening. He's been ridiculous. Honestly, oh, that's a big call. All right, let me throw this out there. I don't know if it's true. It just came to my head. In the comments, in the chat, whatever. Over the last three weeks, I'd say, three weeks, that's a rough estimation of when White's or Levine's been out and White's surged up. Would you say that Kobe White has been better than Tyrese Maxey? I think he might have been. I think he might have been. Now, that's not any sort of future prediction or a whole season thing or anything. But just, mm, I don't know. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but interesting. Streams, Torian Prince. He's having some interesting shooting games, but the most important thing there is we're getting minutes consistency. And the other one for the Bulls is obviously Alex Caruso, but is he a two-minute legend? Who knows? Nothing wrong with that, though. The Clippers and the Mavericks. If it's the Zubats, really is being unlocked by Jim Harden at the moment, and he's putting up best numbers of his career. That's great. That's awesome. And 
he's had a lot of fluctuating value this season. He was like splitting minutes with the cockroach early in the season and then started playing big minutes and then started splitting it with Tice. And now he's, he's, he looks great. And I think it's going to continue. For the Mavericks, I do want to watch Dante Exum, who despite playing really well, Kidd is keeping under 30 minutes. For what reason? For watch Jason Kidd. So how do they use Exum in this one and what his role looks like? And then for streams, it is Exum and it is Norman Powell, who's one of the best streamers in the, in the game at the moment. We just don't always need to hold him there. The next game we look at is the Boston Celtics and the Sacramento Kings. It is a back-to-back for Boston. Horford will be in. Uh, sorry, Porzingis will be in. Horford will be out. We watched Keegan because his last two games have been great. Last game was really interesting. Murray's usage was well up and they dropped Malik Monk well down. Is that a new trend? Because Murray was going at 18%. He had a big game with Fox out, and then he kept over at 23 last game with Monk out. We need That's something we have to watch. In terms of streams, it is Slam and Sammy Hauser, who's always going to be that three-point option for you. And then for the Kings, it's the pencil Harrison Barnes. Barnesy. Those are good two-for-ones. Wednesday, Thursday streamers, we're looking at the Bulls at first. Caruso, Paddy Williams, you've got Neesmith in there. That'll, that could change depending on what happens with the centers uh, for the Pacers. Um, and then you look at like a Jackson as a stream there too. Kelly Olynyk, even though he's coming off the bench, he might get 40 minutes for two games, and that's probably enough. Timothy John for the Pacers, who in 40 minutes across two games might get you 15 assists and four steals, which is really good. And then Isaac Okoro for the Cavs. Now, Karis LeVert is the guy we want still, but he's not that widely available. So Isaac Okoro is the guy that I'm targeting as a 2 for one. For the chunks, it's just the Thursday, Friday are the two only low-volume days left in the next five days. So that is Wizards players, and that's all we need to look at there. Let's round it off with our top six, 10-team... Yes, Obi, I know. Our top 10, six-team... Uh, sorry, top 10... Jesus Christ, why can't I speak? Top six, 10-team category league streams. Caruso, Eason, who's 59% now. Hartenstein, th- th- these guys just need to be rostered. Those, Eason and Hartenstein in particular. Um, Pat Williams, Big Dick Nick, we've got to grab him too, and Jalen Suggs. Some unbelievably, this also is a great reminder that if you're in a 10-team league, always in a trade, want to get the one versus a two side of a trade, of a two for one, you want the one because there is just a lot that is available on a waiver wire. These leagues are just too shallow as a general rule. And if you do play in a 10-team league, that's fine if you've only got 10 guys to play. Just make your rosters bigger. Put them out to, 50, put them out to 16 players at least. Go to 17 because... There's just too many times where I see, well, who do I add here when there's like 17 guys on the waiver wire who provide equivalent value to your back-end players? And it just ends up turning into more of a luck scenario of like, did I hit on the right guy on the right day versus any sort of strategic value? Anyway, six good 10-team stream options. 12-teamers, it's not as good. Obviously, we look at those six names first, but the other ones after this, these are 40% or below. Derek Jones, Aaron Neesmith, Horton Tucker, he probably jumps way up as long as you account for his deficiencies. Okoro, Johnny Isaac, TJ McConnell. I almost called him Tim McConnell. Maybe that's what we call him now instead of Timothy John. Just Tim. Tim McConnell. That doesn't sound like he's an NBA player at all. And then for deeper leagues, he's a 20% or below. We've got Torian Prince and Dante DiVincenzo, Cameron Reddish, Grant Williams. What's Grant short for? It's not short for anything, but it should be. Grantland? Grantston? What's a good... What, what could it be named? It's like Russell. Russell doesn't feel like it's, it should be sure for something. Like Rustopher. Oh, I don't know. Samuel Hauser and Dwight Powell. Yes, Dwight Powell's probably going to start. Probably going to get 68% from the field with like seven rebounds and a block and a steal, which is actually all right. As much as it's annoying to have Dwight Powell. And then for points leagues, 45% or below. Taylor Horton, Tucker is there. Patty Williams, Caruso, Big Dick Nick Richards. Dante Exum and... 
Derek Jones Jr. Those top four have a little bit difference between the bottom two there, but that is okay. And that is the end of the show. Be a double banger and go and listen to the show on audio and also then come across to YouTube and watch it and watch it on YouTube, then go download the audio. And then when you're on YouTube, subscribe. We want to hit 80,000. Let's go Operation 80K. I'm not going to bang it as much as the 70Ks, but let's double bang our way to 80,000. Thumb it up. Leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.